Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast with Corndog and Eric. And here we are, guys. Episode 35. It's January 19th, 2021. I am your co-host, Corndog, along with my buddy, Eric. How we doing, everybody? Happy to be here. Yes, so... We are here live in studio in Panaka at Eric's studio. We got me, Corn Dog, Eric, and our producer sitting over there, actually typing away on the computer, setting some stuff up for us. So, how you over there doing? How you doing over there, Ashley? <laughs> Good. <laughs> She's busy. She's got her face shoved in the computer, building us our website and stuff. So, that is coming in the future. Coming soon. So. Um, episode 35. Holy cow. I love it. It's way more than what I guess we expected, but we're rolling now. I can't stop. I, it's all I look forward to. Yeah, no, it's been fun. We got, uh, some good guests lined up for the future and, uh, this thing's, it's rolling pretty well. So, um, tonight we get to talk to Donald Jackson. He's, uh, the race director for Legacy Off-Road Racing. The new Legacy, new series. Legacy series. New organization. And um, these guys just had their first race, and they've got a pretty awesome lineup for 2021. So looking forward to getting getting Donald on later tonight. But uh, let's talk about some Dakar. we got to do a little Dakar wrap-up. Dakar is officially finished. Over. Yeah, finished a few days um, ago. Wow. Had, had an, yeah, what an epic, epic Dakar. I really got into it this year more than before. And, man, it was like 4 in the morning I was checking my phone. Just It was like I automatically woke up checking right? my phone for results. Yeah. It's crazy. I that it. and the scenery was just amazing. Like, I really just enjoyed watching some of the scenery that those guys were riding through. I mean, just epic places a dirt bike can take you, you know, and. Yeah. And these guys are ripping through the Saudi Arabian desert. And yeah. anyway, yeah. 12 Pretty days they raced. And just race mileage, I don't know what the race mileage is, but I know they had to do several miles in the liaisons before just to get to the starting line. So um, I'm not even sure the total mileage. But 12 days of race, and I heard somebody talk about it's basically from Washington State all the way to Florida and then back up to New York. Dude, that's it on a dirt bike in 12 days. Yeah, that's nuts. Not even counting the liaison and the uh, to, to the start line. And once you hit the finish line, you still got to drive back to camp. So it's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. The Internet's saying uh, 2020 Dakar Rally. Or sorry, the 2021 Dakar Rally was 4,751 miles. Wow. That's um, basically five Baja 1000s. <laughs> in 12 days. In, in 12 days, solo. Yeah. Solo. I mean, back to back. I know um, sometimes those those <clears throat> leaders were averaging about 70 miles an hour for a stage. Yeah, that's just insane. That's average. That's insane. The just to 
put that in perspective, the Baja 1000, you know, Baja 500, Baja 1000, they, they typically average 52 to 54 miles an hour. Some sometimes, um, you know, if it's a really fast course, they might they might do 58 to to 60 miles. That's an same hour. with uh, so, Vegas Torino too, right? Yeah. Yep, 54, 56 miles an hour. So just insane how fast they were going over there while navigating um, through, you know, uncharted terrain and territory through just gnarly dunes. I know one day uh, Skyler ended up sinking his bike in a witch's eye Mm -hmm. in the sand dunes. took him like 20 or 30 minutes to get it out. He said it just exhausted him, but... can't imagine. I also heard him say that they were going, like he said, it seemed like they were going backwards on the sand dunes as far as how the lips were, the wind blew. And he said just for miles, it felt like he was doing burpees for miles. Like with, you know, you'd drop off that little cliff and then you'd have to ride your bike back up and then drop again and then up and down. He said it was like doing burpees All solid day. for 50 miles or 100 <laughs> miles Dude, that's intense yeah i'll bet those guys are just super stoked to finish but happy to be home huh oh yeah i mean yeah that's got to be a love hate uh you know you get done and probably don't even want to see a dirt bike for the next couple months <laughs> but then once they get home and get rested up then they can't wait to get back you know right training starts already yeah. <clears throat> so uh We'll go over the top five of your your uh, winners. So first was Kevin Benavides, uh, which was on the the Honda team with Ricky. Ricky pulled into second. Uh, listening to an interview with Ricky, um, you can tell in his voice he was a little upset, but he's already thinking of next year. Well, what a what a challenge. I mean, he. Early on in the Dakar, if you remember, he um, he made a team decision or he made a decision to try and stop the yo-yoing. Which so it, what I mean by that was the KTM team would would um, lead out one day, and so they would lose a ton of time, and the Honda boys would make up a ton of time, and then the next day the Honda boys would lose a ton of time, and and KTM would make up time, and they, it was kind of just a big yo-yo going on and so uh ricky decided to back it off one day to kind of get on par with those guys and then try and battle with them you know and and chase them down so i don't know if that maybe played in to the results but i know ricky lost some time a couple days early on and then he really had to battle back and i mean to end up battling back to second was a phenomenal ride from him and then kevin uh, man, he he stated at one point that he almost pulled out. Yeah, didn't he and break his nose? Yeah, yeah he, he, he crashed and bunged his nose up, and he he almost pulled out one day, and then he gutted it out, and look what happened. Ended up winning it, you know. Yeah. So and good for their team. I mean, same team, so they trained oh, yeah, together. They they bunked together, whatever. So yeah, fact factory Honda's got to be stoked on the and and back to back wins. Ricky, we're extremely proud of you. I mean, second place is something to be proud of oh, over abs- there. Absolutely. It's probably I mean, the hardest race in the world Yeah, as come, far as endurance and, and uh, mapping and everything. 
Yeah. Congrats to to the, to the Americans, Ricky second and Skyler fifth overall as a Oof. as a privateer. Like, dude, we're super pumped on that. America's he's got to get guys. a ride next year. He's got to. Yeah. He yeah. may if he doesn't, he may not be back. Well, you know, I I saw his interview on what it costs to race the car. There, if you go look it up on YouTube, he's got a. Um, you can literally YouTube search uh, what it what it costs to race the car. We posted and, a video to our yeah, Facebook and we posted too. on our Facebook. But Skyler did a video on that and uh, an interview, and he it basically cost him just over a hundred grand in U.S. dollars. And um, the dude sold everything he has, everything, everything he has. He's literally coming home to a mattress and a pedal bike a mountain bike everything else he sold to get there mm -hmm. and i mean what a huge effort planning and commitment and commitment <laughs> yeah if that doesn't say if that doesn't show your commitment level as a as a semi-pro slash privateer to to get to dakar i don't know what does and then his results super consistent um throughout the whole dakar and ended up fifth overall man so yeah i think he deserves a ride i think i think there's no way that he won't be re recognized i mean yeah, he's with got that, with that type of a ride he beat <clears throat> he beat every factory yamaha rider that was there i believe um he was the third ktm almost every ktm rider with exception of sam sunderland and uh anyway so He's he's got to get recognized, in my opinion. Yeah. But hopefully he'll get that ride. That's what he wanted. That's what he's going for. Um, way to put it all out there, dude. So, I heard uh, Husky's looking for an American. We can only hope. That'd yeah. be a, that'd yeah. be a cool opportunity for Skyler. Yeah. So yeah. so good luck with that, buddy. We uh, anticipate having him on the show soon. Yep, he doesn't we'll, live too far from us. Hopefully, so. give him a little break to catch his breath and and get out of that you know wore out side and and get back into yeah training and stuff and then we'll try and catch him and get him on the podcast to right. to talk about his experience but yeah well let's go into the rest of the podium we had third sam sunderland fourth was daniel sanders and then of course we just talked about ricky fifth and was skyler so was Sanders the Australian, the the rookie? Yes, yes. And he was on uh, KTM as well, right? Yes, I believe so. I think it was Sam Sunderland and Daniel Sanders on KTM, and then Skyler was the third KTM. Yeah. Um, Pretty awesome. Congrats yeah. to those top five for being consistent and uh, nailing it. Kind of sucks for me. I still get up at four in the morning to check check results and then it hits me that they're not racing no more it's over yeah i was going into withdrawals so well but good timing though we transition from dakar yeah. into supercross right so. right so on that note let's talk about our supercross i hope all you guys that joined our group <laughs> um did good i know it's a crazy year it, it, it there's 20 guys that could definitely be at the top yeah, how do you so okay, fantasy league. 
Last year was tough. I'm, I'm going to say last year was tough. This year is It wasn't in, tough for you. We were kicking insane. butt last year. I did really good last <laughs> year, but it's still, it's just a crapshoot. But, I mean, this year, I don't even know who to pick. There is literally 12 to 14 riders that could be in the top five every week. Literally. And... And you don't have that one or two just dominant riders that you know are going to be like number one, number two every week. Any one of these dudes could come up, probably the top six or seven riders could place in the top three any week. Like, <laughs> and then, like this week, three of your past champions. Okay, you got Webb, Tomac, and Anderson. Three past Supercross champions didn't even break the top five. Like, yeah. what is going on? Anyway, this Supercross fantasy is super tough, but good luck picking them. Yeah. It's going to come down to... And it's time to get your picks in for... By the time you hear this show, it'll be picking for round three. So, at this time, uh, round two hasn't played yet. So, hopefully you get your picks in because remember, we're not every Saturday. We're, we're you got three rounds this week. Saturdays and Tuesdays, every Saturday and Tuesday. So, yeah, you're going to be picking as soon as one's over. The next day, you're going to pretty much roll in and, and make your picks. But um, super cool. We're working on an awesome prize pack for those who joined our group in um, the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast Fantasy group. Supercross yep. group. We had uh, 51 people join the group. Of course, we've closed the groups once the main event started on last, last Saturday. So there's 51 people in our group that have a chance to win our prize pack. Yeah, so it's that's cool. 55 to 1 odds well, or something like that. I started off really pretty awful. I think I got three riders in the top five all in the wrong order. So I think I'm at 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> on that uh, note, I did I did pretty good. I got did. two of my riders. I think I'm sitting fourth. fourth you got two riders, right? Yeah, two yeah. riders correct. Yeah, so you nailed it. So there were some other people that got the same two correct I was looking at, but they got the wild card, and the wild card's all the points. So if you get the wild card, you can yeah. get some good points. Yeah. So on that note, I was thinking if Ashley, Eric, or I win this group thing, we get the prize pack. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll move it down to the next person down in line that's not part of the show. Yeah, yeah. So if you see us in the top, which... Who knows? Don't give up. Just keep going for it because we're not going to keep our own prize back. So it'll be the, for instance, if Eric gets number one spot, whoever's in number two, if it's not Ashley or I, will get the prize pack. Yeah, that's cool. So don't forget to do your picks every couple of days. Keep track. Um, yeah. Keep, keep track on our Instagram and our Facebook. I've been posting stuff about that. So on that note, our Instagram at the Desert Dirt Biker, Facebook is KD Eric. Throw us an email if you want, the Desert Dirt Biker at gmail.com. And then we want to throw out a big shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we are growing. We are doing some things. The website. Uh, we kind of got a logo made up, but I think we're gonna do some little changes on that. Maybe we we're talking about that earlier tonight. Yeah, we've been working on a lot of different changes to try and make the show better, and, and we're open to input, but I think things are moving in the right direction, and we're 
we're working hard to keep this thing rolling so um, appreciate appreciate the sponsors that that take care of us recreation tires blood lubricants and that's spelled b-l-u-d and also throw me a bone at the antlerchew.com thank you guys and uh well i think we can move on and go get donald on the phone and uh jump into the show huh yeah let's do it i think i think that was pretty good intro so let's ring donald we'll be right back guys hold on all right, everybody. We're here with Donald Jackson. Good buddy, Donald. How you doing, man? Uh, great, Eric. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. How you doing, Corndog? Good. How are you, Donald? Uh, great. Again, thank you guys for inviting, inviting me on and uh, letting us tell our legacy story. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So um, I guess first question, what, what is your role with legacy? Would you call yourself owner, CEO, partner? Uh, race director. Race director. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, let's let's start, I guess, a little bit. Tell us who you are, and so our listeners kind of have a better idea, and go back a little, just a little bit, I guess, since we're going to do a legacy show. Um, we'll just do a little bit on you, but you can start at birth. You can start last week, however you want to do it. <laughs> well, I don't... Uh... I don't remember birth, so uh, <laughs> maybe we won't start at that point. But uh, yeah, so I'm Donald Jackson. I was born and raised in Cali, Nevada, and moved to the Las Vegas area in 2004 after graduating from Lincoln County High School in 2002. Um, started working in the off-road industry for just over 16 years before we started Legacy, and and uh, grew up my whole life riding dirt bikes. So that's my background as dirt bikes. Uh, raced a little bit with Moran, um, got kicked out of novice pretty early cause I realized I was a sandbagger, uh, <laughs> moved me up to amateur, got kicked out of that class and I raced one or two races an expert and decided that, uh, there's a lot faster guys than me out there and I'd rather be on the promotion side than the, uh, the racing side. So kind of moved into that side. Um, but yeah, my whole life has just grown up, uh, riding dirt bikes and quads there around Calini with a bunch of friends and, um, Grew up with Eric. You know, we were graded away in high school, played basketball together, all kinds of sports all through our childhood, uh, different church trips and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, went into the the promotion side of things and been involved with that with my wife, Christy, and and Liz Marshall, uh, starting Legacy Racing Association. Yeah, that's awesome. We're uh, we're glad you went to the promotion side and you've been putting on – just awesome races for the last 16 years and learning the ropes from some of the best. So it's uh, cool to see, you know, from a friend standpoint, you know, growing up with you and then to see the career path that you've taken and, and where you're at now starting your own racing association. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. What, uh, what are the challenges that you've had getting this thing up and going and, and uh what what was it like to get it started oh yeah it's uh been a a challenge for sure we we made the decision to start legacy uh in september and our first event was um you know this last weekend or i guess now it's been two weekends i've been on a a blade grading the roads and repairing roads for over a week so kind of run together so our first event was january 9th there in perump and trying to put all the puzzle pieces in the in together and 
and make it happen within, you know, like three and a half months has definitely been a challenge. Um, a lot to overcome and a lot of things to put, put in place, but it happened. And uh, we're so excited for our first event. You know, we had just about 80 entries in there uh, for the car truck UTV division. And wow. just, uh, and you had some... no bikes, right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, bikes and quads uh, won't join us for another month or so. So this was just for those three classes and uh, had some great sponsors join us. Uh, Four Wheel Parts was the sponsor of the event. And a lot of other great, great teams came on board to help support us and um, and show their, their, their love for the sport and the passion and help bring it to a new level, which we're trying to accomplish. So um, as you mentioned, Corndog, there was not bikes um, at this event this time. Um, those will come, you know, just a little bit down the road. So we had the unlimited trucks also known as the trophy truck and then the class one uh cars um and and then the 6100s to name a few of the classes and then another uh, big class is obviously the utvs and so we had five different divisions for them and um including the utv turbo class so it was pretty exciting to see all their participation and uh all the teams uh show their support so going into the going into this first round, I mean, I'm sure you guys had your hands full and were just running full blast to to get the event off in time. But what were your expectations going into it, and do you feel like you met those expectations? Do you feel like you exceeded that with entries, or um, how did that first event go? Yeah, the. Uh... You know, the expectations, you, you kind of never know what to expect. So we, we had this kind of a bar set. We're like, okay, if we can if we can hit this this pinnacle right here, we'll feel pretty good, which we did. So we we're super stoked with that. And then um, are you there still? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then uh, just with all the sponsors that came on board and the, the support we saw there, uh, it, it definitely was a very – good event for us we're super excited the way it turned out um you know with companies come on board like uh just for example like vision canopies they made all kinds of awnings and flags and stuff for us and that made us look really professional we had metro print nevada come on board as well as a sponsor and made some beautiful banners um of all the other different sponsors like trophy tractors supply water trucks and beck sunglasses who um there's our official sunglasses and you know, just uh, just to name a few like that, and it just brought the level up, up big time. And then, you know, something that not a lot of companies are doing right now, one-off events are, but not a full series, is we have a live stream coverage. So we teamed up uh, with Hurling Racing and Turn 2 Productions, and the whole entire event was, was live streamed. So you could watch it from your home if you weren't able to come due to whatever restrictions with COVID, you know, it's still kind of a challenge. So um, that was huge for us, and I think for the off-road industry itself to to have an event um, and a whole series have have live streaming. So that that was pretty. Yeah, exciting. that was really cool. Corn Dog and I both wanted to come down, but uh, I ended we ended up having some EMT training and stuff going on that weekend, and weren't able to make it. But I got up that morning and turned on the live streaming and watched the start of the cars and mm -hmm. some of the UTV class, and that was really cool. So I think you guys did a great job with that and uh hopefully you know that'll grow for you and well if but yeah good idea yeah it's a bummer you guys can't make it but please do me a favor if i ever need mouth to mouth or something do not get corn dog giving me mouth to mouth <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, call my little brother yeah. or something, but man, please save me. We'll leave that for <laughs> What's wrong with my mouth? Oh, nothing, you know, but Ho- hopefully he'll have a bag valve. Yeah, I don't kid and can can just bag <laughs> doubled up, please. Or or better, yeah, hopefully we don't need to hopefully you don't go down and yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, That'd don't be go better. down that road. I'll I'll just put my beard in front of in between oh, our mouths. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll definitely make me gag and I'll wake right up. There you go. There there was a shoot. Yeah. It was in my plans. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully we don't ever have to deal with that with no, you. No, sorry to go get a sidetrack. Or with anybody. Yeah, yeah. So no, cool. all yeah, joking I, aside, I you know, down. you you guys as EMTs and stuff, that's uh especially in your guys' case where you're volunteers and, and I don't want to take away from any first responder, but um, being a volunteer firefighter for so many years, my, myself, um, I have such a great appreciation for, for you guys for, you know, uh, dropping everything, what, what you're doing right in the middle of maybe family dinner or, or Christmas dinner or Christmas presents or whatever it might be. And, and uh, responding to that call and making sure that, um, people in the rural communities have that service and just your willingness to serve and do whatever it takes. So to all the first responders out there, we appreciate you and thank you for doing what you're doing, especially through the COVID virus and all the, the craziness going on right now. Yeah. Thanks Donald. Appreciate that. Yeah. 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 I was going to come out also and ride with uh, Dave with motorsports. Uh, motorsports and- safety. Yeah, and I was going to ride with him. I had it all set up. Just some other things came up and just didn't work out, and I was pretty bummed. Yeah, uh, Dave's a, a great guy, and he puts together a great team. We're, we're very fortunate to have uh, him on board as well as uh, participating in our events and providing that service to any of our teams that may need that. Um, just a very professional and well-organized team he puts together. Yes, we use them in our ground shakers events and couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, that's for sure. Top of the line. He's he's picked me up a time or two. He's got a great crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. He's got some good stories about me. If you so, ever got him by your side, just he's got some good yeah, stories. We're super happy to have him out there because you know you're going to get good service. Yeah. So oh, That's awesome. In, in Corndog's case, if he was paid by the – by the incidents, he'd be making lots of money because you go down almost every event, big guy. <laughs> not not event, Donald. Let's get it straight. Okay. Every time I get on the bike. Oh, yeah, that's right. Even trail riding. I forget. There's those. I, I, he couple... crashed today and hurt his wrist Yeah, a couple hours ago. Oh, my goodness. Um, there's <laughs> yeah. a saying, and I, I hate to bring it up on the air, but, you know, with age comes a cage, and you might be at that point. Uh, 29's not old. I know. I'm not talking about Eric, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, That's funny. Uh, That's pretty funny. All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, so pretty successful event out in Pahrump. Your first, your first, your first event. How did you feel when you were all done? The last vehicle came across the finish line. Was it like, could you breathe or are you still trying to get your breath or? Uh, yeah, there's always that, uh, that tense moment um, for me, especially. And I know the team feels it too, but um, I'm, I'm just as excited every time to see the, the first guy finish, um, you know, which was Steve Strobel. He did it in 
you know, three hours and 15 minutes and averaged over 71 miles an hour, which is incredible and unlimited truck. But wow. it looked like a really, really fast course. It, it was super fast with, with lots wow. of uh, passing lanes and stuff. But also, you know, wow. I, I'm just as thrilled for the last guy because I know the effort he's put in, especially being, you know, running retrieval and recovery and, and helping guys get to the finish line and being that support to where they don't want to give up. To, to help them push them to that finish line and then to see them get there with all their adversity, you know, and just the the emotions that they feel about, I, I finished, you know, the, the last finisher was his very first race um, participating. Mm-hmm. So he was in a, the stock class and uh, his, his name is Gavin Wardle and, you know, 13-year-old kid and he, he finished the event. You know, the last guy come across the line still way ahead of the closing times, but they had, you know, they just had problems. They rolled the car over and then they were having heating issues. And then this happened, that happened, but you know, they just persevered. And so, um, again, it's, it's exciting to see the last guy finish and, and you do, you get that, that chance to say, like, take that deep breath and go, wow, you know, it it came together. We pulled it off. Uh, no major problems, you know, this event, zero injuries. So when, when we hear that, you know, no matter what, it's a success in my opinion, and then you get like a 75% finisher rate, which makes it even better. That means that everybody that came out really enjoyed themselves, had a good time, um, didn't tear up their equipment and able to go home and, and celebrate with their team and whatnot. So that's, in my opinion, and back to what you said, but, you know, when you when you finally get a chance to sit down and take that breath, you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe all this came together and it's, it's really happening. So it was a very cool experience. And for me, it it really hasn't sunk in to a degree. I, I spent the last, I, I kind of mentioned seven days blading the roads and fixing roads and stuff. And um, it was like day two into it and just going down the road and you got a lot of time to think just watching the dirt move and not trying to fall asleep and whatnot. But uh, you got that quiet time and it just would gave me a chance to reflect and, and just to realize how fortunate we are to have great support through our uh, wonderful staff, through the volunteers, that made the event possible and the realization that it did happen, you know, it kind of started to sink in and it's like, wow, this is a dream come true. Uh, lots of years um, learning how to get to this point, And here we are at this point being able to, to make it happen. Very cool. Yeah. So you guys were kind of headquarters out of prompt. Was there a lot of uh, COVID restrictions out that way, out that way for it? Did you have to, um, jump through a bunch of hoops or what yeah you know with with any event right now um we have to be very cautious uh to make sure we don't um create any new cases or or expose people so um i don't want to say lots of jumps through hoops but there's just plans you need to put in place to have events and i think if you do that with a solid plan and you execute it and you follow through with what you say you're going to do i think events are possible so you know, we limited uh, the registration. We set it up to times for people to come and register. Um, that that kept down our numbers to where we had, you know, way less than 50 in a room of capacity of like five, 600 people. We kept it way less than 50, including our staff during the whole time. And then we had another room set up to where when you got your event shirt and your, your membership hat stuff, you went to another room. And again, it was a bigger room. So kept those numbers low and and where racing tracks were set up and whatnot. And then even with the contingency, you know, um, we kind of went to uh, essential vendors uh, just, 
because uh, there's certain certain puzzle pieces you need at the event to make it happen, like Rugged Radios, you know, one of our sponsors, to be able to um, buy that equipment, have your radio fixed, get the GPS program put in. To me, that's an essential part of the safety of the event. Um, gas mats, G1 gas mats was there, uh, again, required in our permit that when you fuel the vehicle, you're on top of a gas mat. So that was essentially another essential vendor that needed to be there to provide that service to the racers. So the, the contingency part was a little bit smaller. Um, lots of uh, companies have offered contingency. They just weren't able to come and display. So we just made sure that they had the decals and followed the credentials that the companies wanted um, on their vehicles. And uh, they were still able to win contingency in, in that part of it. So, um, and then, you know, going into the event itself on race day, uh, one of our biggest concerns was the pit areas getting a little over congested. So a uh, thought we did and we executed pretty well was uh, we did a stage start. So we did about 25 vehicles started and we broke it at a class. So the first 25 out the line were the unlimited truck class one and 6100s. And then we waited a half hour before we started the next class to give those teams a chance to move on past pit one, past pit two, before the next group started showing up at pit one and pit two to try and, again, keep those numbers small at the pit areas. And it actually worked out very well, not only on the pitting side, but on the race side. Um, I know the Class 1000 winner, um, Brent Fox, he he started first in that second group. And he was 100 miles into the race, he told me, at the finish line before he caught dust that he had to actually pass anybody at speed. All the other vehicles he passed were having tire problems or, or flats or whatnot. So it kind of worked out to the race advantage, too, where they had more clean air uh, during the event. So that that really helped out. And then we had like a 20, 30 mile an hour wind, which, you know, if, if you've been out to Prump, it's always windy, but some days it's not as windy as others. And, and we got on a pretty fortunate day was about, you know, 20, 30 mile an hour winds. So that sure helped with the racing to keep it so they could see all the multiple lines and allow uh, safe pass passing and not having to nerf each other and that and whatnot. Right. Right. Very cool. Yeah, and I just, just to so, quickly touch on some of the winners, I don't know if you guys saw the, the results or whatnot, but uh, some super competitive cast, classes, like I mentioned, uh, Steve Strobel, uh, he, he won the event overall at the fastest time, and he also stepped up to the plate right there last minute, and he sponsored the qualifying, so he gave out $1,000 to the fastest qualifier um, between the limited nice. car and the limited truck, and so that was really cool. Eric Hughes said won that $1,000 with the fastest time. And yeah, awesome. and then, uh, you know, 6,100, same thing. We did qualifying for them. And Travis Williams um, donated $1,000 to the fastest qualifier there. And um, and ironically, it wasn't Travis that won qualifying, but uh, he did win the race overall. And he beat the, la the next 6,100, Travis Chase, by only seven seconds. So 213 mm. miles and they only won by seven seconds. Pretty amazing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. And then uh, something else, I don't know if you guys knew, I know you're kind of dirt bike guys or whatnot, but you follow the industry is uh, in the UTV turbo class. Um, if you sweep the series with us, you get a thousand or a hundred thousand dollar prize money uh, sponsored by quantum motorsports. Wow. So um, uh, yeah, I saw that. I thought, man, I ought to have a, I, know. I ought to have a, that's UTV. where I was talking. That's what I was already <laughs> talking about corn dog about getting that cage. But uh you know, this 
this guy come out of uh, California, uh, fairly new racer, Vito Ranua. And, uh, you know, he, he finished first in turbo class, beating out Dan Fisher by 12 seconds. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars for the season comes uh, down to 12 seconds of the first race. And he, he got him for first place. So congratulations to all those, uh, class winners and, and all the others that we, we kind of haven't talked about. Um, and, and, you know, kind of highlight on a couple more, if you don't mind, but, uh, you know, kind of an inspiration to me. And I think to all of us is when somebody goes through adversity and, uh, they come out and, and conquer in one way or another, um, whatever that might be, you know, we had a lot of the, the, uh, veterans, uh, participate in the event, um, and different programs that are helping rehab. So, a team will take on a veteran with them in the race car and the right passenger. And they call it kind of like adrenaline therapy to uh, maybe get their mind distracted from, from what they've seen in war and whatnot to uh, really help them cope and, and come back and uh, have an enjoyable experience. So lots of those teams, but in the stock class, we had uh, Chris blaze again, I think is kind of an inspiration through, um, being top of his game and going through a severe injury, being paralyzed, and then figuring out ways he can come still participate in the sport and running the stock class uh-huh. in a UTV, and he comes in first place in stock. And same with Robert Campbell, another dirt bike guy who got paralyzed, and uh, same thing, didn't let it get him down, and he comes and races stock class and finishes fourth. So that's that's cool to see the those yeah. guys come out and the inspiration that they are to all of us. Yeah, we had Chris Blaze on our show, I don't know, back months ago. Yeah, a couple, few months ago or during the summer. And then uh, I know Robert pretty yeah, good, he, too. Yeah, he'd be a good one. You know, I've got to know Robert quite a well, quite a, quite well through the years. And uh, and, and uh, I'm not trying to, to boast on him, but I will a little bit. He, he uh, has a very positive outlook on life, even though he's had a lot of adversity. Very. And, um, you know, when our – our good friend Forrest got hurt at the mint here a couple of years back, two, three years ago. Um, he was the first one, one of the very first ones to come to the hospital and start talking to him and, and he could relate and he could answer a lot of questions that Forrest had that some of us couldn't. I know Eric was right there when that crash happened and rendered aid to him and stuff, but uh, you know, yeah. Robert's yeah. done a lot to, to help people like that when they have an injury because he can understand and he can help them deal and he can help progress him along and so i just admire him tremendously for for all he does for the sport yeah he's a good Absolutely. dude i i tell yeah. him all the time on on his social media because it seems like he's always positive and i call him out on it like dude you're you're pretty awesome 100 <laughs> yeah yeah so cool and uh so that that i don't know so- um Tell us a little bit about your team, Donald. Who? So you're the race director. Who all is a part of the legacy team? And I know you, you got a lot of good people supporting you. I, I saw some, a list of some of them. And, um, but, tell us how how that's going. And are you shorthanded at all? What do you? No, you know, we're we're definitely not. Uh, give us an overview. Definitely not shorthanded. You know, um, we've been we've been building the team and it continues to grow. And we're, you know, obviously very very excited about uh, the direction we're headed um, with, with everything. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm the race director uh, currently and um, Liz Marshall is our 
um, event director. And then my wife, Christy, is uh, the manager. And so that kind of is our, our um, staff on a day-to-day basis. And then currently everything else is all volunteer staff um, that, we, that we have. We're all kind of doing everything we can to make this happen. So none of us are getting paid. We're just doing it for the love of the sport right now. And, and eventually maybe one day uh, we'll take paychecks, but who knows what, what that brings down the road. So, um, so yeah, we got a lot of other great people involved, like uh, my mom and dad, Pam and Lynn Jackson, are, are obviously heavily involved with it. Um, my three brothers, Brian, Richard, and Robbie, they have been uh, tremendous support coming down and lending hands, doing whatever they can to help out. Um, Tyler Franklin is uh, jumped in and helping us. So he kind of run race day operations for us uh, along with Vern holiday. They, those two kind of teamed up together. Um, Derek Towery jumped in as our lead retrieval guy and, kind of coordinated the retrievals along with uh, Doug Rorta and, um, and lots of, lots of good guys there um, that just willing to come out and support and make sure the event happens with, with no hitches. Um, Tom Delaire and Casey Delaire come from Gardnerville. So they drove all the way down to, to give us support and um, they were here to do whatever. And it ended up, they uh, worked a road crossing for us so that um, the guy that was there was, kind of uh, was not feeling too well. So he, he decided not to come out and they, they were able to step in and, and do that part for us. Um, Doc Lippman is our medical coordinator. I'm sorry, medical director. So he's, uh, we're operating under his license there. And then we mentioned motorsport safety has come on board to be our, our director. Um, Lee Avery has been a volunteer for a very long time and he's uh, stepped up to the plate and joined us as staff and helping coordinate paved road crossings and pits and stuff like that. So that's, that's a big advantage. Uh, Jim and Charlotte Glimp, you know, if, if you've been around motorcycles at all your entire life, uh, the Glimps are phenomenal and um, just great people. Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of call them like my Las Vegas parents. Cause when I moved to Vegas, didn't have a lot of friends and, and they just kind of took me under the shoulder and, and uh, been a great inspiration to me. Uh, the Landers, Jeff and Kathy Landers. So Jeff is going to be our motorcycle uh-huh. tech guy. And uh, uh, Kathy's helping out at uh, registration. Um, so that'll be another familiar face when you guys come and sign up at events. Uh, Diane DeLauer, yeah. which is huge. You know, um, yep. She's, yep. she's been the backbone for the industry for a long time. And um, it's, it was very, very heartfelt to see her come out and show her support for our events. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, sounds like you got a solid crew behind you and a lot of people with experience in, yeah, and in their I, field. Yeah, I don't want to miss so. anybody, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've skipped a few names, so I do apologize to anybody. But uh, just uh, the overwhelming support uh, is, like I just said, overwhelming. It's it's awesome to see uh, a lot of friends and family come back together and and uh, participate in our event. Yeah, right on. Well, let's jump to the bikes. Tell us what you Dirt got bikes. coming. Yeah, tell us what you got coming up this man, year. Man, I thought you guys would never ask. I thought one that I'm here, super. I was like, man, I got these guys converted to four wheels. They're excited. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll take any sponsor you got if you want me to put me in a cage. <laughs> ask Corn Dog what happened last time you drove. Oh, I already know. He, I'm sure he had to crash it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Two wheels. Yeah, four wheels probably pretty. the same, but at least he didn't get hurt. I rolled the old Rhino when I first started dating Ashley. Crushed her leg. She's still with me though. So she says oh, okay. he can't get one now. He's more dangerous in a side by side than we actually have a little, <laughs> we actually have a little rhino now, but I'm not allowed to drive. Oh, that's it a good plan. You know what you need is an RS one, that Polaris single seater. <laughs> um, that way nobody else is with you. It's just you and your un- own undoings. <laughs> she can't no, sit on my lap. That's not in the rule book. You can't have a passenger. Ashley's sitting here with us right now too. We kind of brought her on as part of the team a few awesome. episodes ago. She's been here since day one anyway, but we kind of gave her the producer um, Oh, that's great. Role. That's a great job. Yeah, she for keeps sure. us she in can line. edit out all the bad stuff and, and kind of mute stuff and stuff, so yep. that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, she uh, she lets us know when we're wrong. <laughs> Is that the buzzer I keep hearing in the background? Oh, okay. That's the dog. <laughs> yeah anyway so um, yeah what's on the docket for the bikes for this year yeah well um dirt bikes and quads let's not forget about the quad guys um as much as i'm a dirt bike guy i did grow up riding some quads when i was younger and um i could wheel the heck out of a a yamaha blaster but uh not like these guys today (laughs) yeah i can i can attest to that um but not like these guys today, in, in my opinion. I'm, and, again, I'm a dirt bike guy, and I respect all the dirt bike guys. But a guy on a quad beating himself down those roads, those are some tough individuals. So uh, I, my hat's off to them. So, yeah, our next event is for bikes and quads. Um, it's going to be held on Laughlin, Nevada. And we got some, some news on that one, um, you know, with our Nevada governor's recent announcement with another 30-day pause. Um, we feel it's best not only for the – the respect of the COVID-19 situation uh, as of today, but also uh, for the success of the event that we postponed that for another 30 days. So we're going to move that to uh, February 26th through 28th of 2021. So uh, tech contingency registration will be on the 26th. Race day for the, the adult bikes and quads will be the 27th. And the 28th, we'll have a youth uh, bike race there at the kind of the main pit area. And this is going to be back old school style Laughlin, um, you know, back when uh, the, all the Pearson boys were dominant and hopefully we can get them to come out and, you know, them racing like with, with Ty Davis and Destry Abbott and Johnny Campbell and Mikey Childress and Steve Hingerfield, all the big names of the sport always came to the Laughlin event because that was the, the toughest event in the United States, in my opinion, um, back then. And, so we're going to bring back that old school event. So it's going to be up there in the hills, all single track for the bikes. And we got about a, a nine and a half, 10 mile course nice. laid out for the quads. <clears throat> so very um, nice. If you ever cool. uh, have ridden in, in loft or anything, and you know, those Toyota fields, we're going to be going down to those. So uh, sign up, bring your none of those pliers. <laughs> oh boy. You're probably going to need them. Yep. Yeah. Been there. Good, good to know how many like, roughly how long is so the uh, bike, bikes gonna be yeah the bike gonna be a loop do, um three loops the loops are approximately uh 35 to 40 miles and um it's laid out like a figure eight so you go out on loop one or um yeah we'll, we'll call it loop one try not to confuse too many people so it's one big loop but it's kind of broken into two so the main pit's in the middle so you do about 17 miles and then you'll have the opportunity to change riders um, if you're riding as a team. 
and get fuel and, and tire whatever you need on the bike. And then you'll continue on for another 11 to 13 miles and you'll come back to the main pit. That'll complete one loop, but you see the bike two times per lap, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So you, so it's, there's like an A section and a B yeah, section absolutely. in each loop. And so it gives those, With, those riders, okay. or those teams that have, you know, multiple riders an opportunity to like, if you're a two man team, um, somebody rides loop A and somebody <laughs> rides loop B. So they got it dialed in and you just flip flop every time you come into the main pit. And so in the middle, in the main pit, you'll be, you'll be parked in the middle and you'll just carry your gas can and supplies from one side of the pit to the other, just straight across from your vehicle. And that's how you catch your rider as they go by each time. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, I've always wanted to race that Laughlin race down there. I've heard, you know, so much about it. Like you said, it's been one of the ones that's always, uh, you know, had the big teams back in the day and I've never had the opportunity to race it. So I'm pretty stoked that you're bringing it back and that we're going to be racing down there and I'll get a chance to race that. So yeah, I'm excited. I actually have raced down there in the, probably the early 2000s. Okay. Long time ago. It, that same figure eight type thing you're talking about. So, uh, you can really relate and it, it's just a cool, uh, it's a cool atmosphere with that event. You know, you get to see the bike so many times and, and the rider gets to jump off and without having to drive down the road or anything, you get to kind of talk about the course and what's going on and, and maybe do a few changes to the bike when it comes back in for that, that next loop or whatnot. So, um, again, it, it's a great atmosphere and we're super excited to, to be back down in Laughlin. The Tropicana will be the host hotel. So that's where the tech contingency and the registration will take place. Very cool. Are you having to do a lot of the COVID restrictions still then? Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously exactly. you probably we will. are. So they'll be, they'll be set up times again to, to register for classes, to try and keep those numbers down. And same with tech, you'll you'll have assigned times when you come through tech. Um, you'll probably see where we try and tech the the race vehicle inside, like your support truck. Um, if it's an enclosed trailer, we'll have you unload it so it's easier to get to. But um, again, trying to to minimize the footprint and to be very respectful of the communities we go to. And so, um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you're going to see some of those restrictions, and then. You know, I, I talked a lot about the bike race, but I, I definitely want to talk about the quad race just a little bit too, is um, their race, they won't see that figure eight. They'll just go by the pit one time each each lap. And again, it'll be about nine to 10 mile lap for them. And um, it'll be pretty pretty exciting. I think the, the quads will be um, surprised at how technical it is. And even the, even the bike guys, you know, uh, when you take a, a, a Johnny Campbell, for example, and he averages in a desert race like a 60 miles an hour, and you throw him on a Laughlin course and he can only average about 22 miles an hour, uh, you know, that's a, that's a yeah. testament how tight and technical it is. And so um, be prepared for that. Don't, don't gear your bike for super high speeds. Make sure that you have it geared down because you probably won't hit anything higher than fourth gear. Uh, and same with, same with the quads. It's going to be a very technical course. So the cool. quads will cool. race at a yeah, different that's time so as the, the dirt bikes. bikes will go off in the morning, you know, and they'll race till roughly two thirty three in the afternoon. And then the quads will start after them and they'll race from three till about six, six thirty. 
you know, they won't go into wow. the dark, but Very they'll cool. they'll uh, have enough time to finish without having to have lights on. And then on, on Sunday, we'll do nice. the youth uh, bike race. And it'll, again, it'll be kind of around the main pit there. So it'll be for the, for the little kids to, to, again, bring that family atmosphere to our events. Cool. Expand on that a little bit, Donald. So, um, I mean, racing some of the other big series, I'm not used to, you know, a, a youth event. So talk about that a little bit. What do you, what, what can people expect yeah, for be, the um, youth event? It'll be similar to like a, a Moran event. So um, we haven't dialed in all the classes yet that'll be allowed to race. You know, um, I think we're, we're thinking along the lines of the fifties and 65s and just lay out a real small uh, course there uh, around the main pit so that the parents can watch them. And we have plenty of eyes on the, on the kids uh, while they're, while they're racing there and, and probably do like a 30, 45 minute race. So it's not too long for them. Um, and that way we don't have to worry about the fueling and whatnot. And it is a little bit softer terrain, so we don't wear, want to wear them out too bad. And maybe for the 65s, go just a little bit longer. But but something like along those lines and uh, just make it a real fun family-style event and uh, make sure we get the youth involved because they are the future of the sport and we don't want to leave them out. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And maybe, maybe that will be the class corn dog. Chickens. All right. The 50s. Um, we have okay, adult 50 stories too. <laughs> Hopefully not involving stitches. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. I don't think that's any that's safer, funny. honestly. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, we're, we're really looking forward to coming down there. I know Eric's got a team going and we got Ashley going up. I actually think she ordered numbers and everything for her bike a couple days oh, ago. Great. So um on on that note how's your i haven't had a chance to sign up yet how's your you know everybody that's uh comment on it it says it's it's super easy it's really easy to walk through um and so that that link is up there on our site at uh, legacyracing.net uh those signups are open now so you can go get get signed up and uh yeah gives a class breakdown if you you go right there again on our website legacyracing.net um, the class breakdowns of all the different classes that are offered. There's the family class, the dual sport, there's, you know, pro classes, expert amateur classes. So there's a little bit for everybody. And um, yeah. And so go get, go get signed up and registered. And um, when you do sign up, when you come to registration, we give you a really nice uh, hat for all the members. It's a, it's a racer hat that you only get if you sign up and race the series or, or race one of the events. So, um yeah. yeah yeah so a little bit that's cool. a little bit different and um just doing some some cool things uh to help give back to the sport corn oh, dog has awesome. a legacy hat how'd you I, get that i i wanted oh, on one of your right. instagram contests I, remember that. Uh, I can't remember what the which which contest <laughs> but that's right you were the winner there yeah i cool. can't remember but very cool. Um, so one of my, one of the events you're doing, the next event you're doing Baja Nevada. I'm pretty stoked on this. Let's, how'd you come up with that and talk about it? It's a two day event, whatnot. Um, yeah, just, 
you know, uh, give us the scoop on that. Baja Nevada just has a good ring to it. And we, uh, we were sitting around talking about names and, and, uh, didn't want to be, uh, one offs or relate them exactly to one place. Cause then you're kind of stuck to going to that venue. Um, so we, we kind of came up with names that were a little bit different and, uh, uh, you know, Baja Nevada was brought up and it, again, it has a really good ring to it and, and it can, it can be related, you know, everybody, everybody knows about Baja and you talk to people about racing and, and if you refer to Baja, they know exactly what you're talking about. So we thought that was a cool way to bring it into the, into the States and incorporate Nevada into it. So that event, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't agree. I can't agree more with you. I, I think it's has a nice ring and, uh, and then even more the layout that you're planning, I think is going to fit. The yeah, name. It's a, I mean, uh, Alamo, yeah, Alamo a, to Tonopah. It's going to be a pretty spectacular event. The, uh, the event, like Eric just said, starts there in Alamo and, uh, it's going to be run, uh, it's over 600 miles long, the total distance, but it's going to be split into two days. So we're going to race uh, roughly 300 miles. So you'll start in Alamo and you'll finish in Tonopah for the night and uh, get us kind of switch from uh, racing seats to campfire chairs and hang around the campfire with the crew and talk about the race day and, and tell stories again, bring that camaraderie in with all your competitors and your, in your team and get a chance to relax and, and kind of uh, again, just chit chat and then uh, wake up the next day and, and start the race again on, on how you finish the day before off of time and, uh, um, race from, from Tonopah to Pahrump for the finish. So you'll get another 300 miles in that day. So putting it over just over 600 miles long for the entire event. Dude, that's awesome. That format just sounds like a blast to me. I think that yeah. captures Baja Nevada and what you, you know, I, I don't know. For me, there's a lot of hype around that event. I can't wait for that one. Something I'm really looking forward to. And yeah. I think it's going to be a blast. Most most important, are you guys going to have a taco oh, stand? Oh, we got lots of big plans. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a great barbecue place in, in Tonopah at the, at the Tonopah Brewery. Um, if you get a chance to go by there and eat anytime, they have spectacular food. But uh, the pizza place is always very accommodating there in town. I know. Um, a few years ago we had a long distance event and we stayed the night there and they were open till midnight, you know, and they were excited for the business and for people to come in. So we're very fortunate to, uh, have like a town of Tonopah supporting these type of events and welcoming us with open arms and saying, yeah, we, we want you here. We want the business and, and whatever we can do to help you. So that's, that's really cool. And like Eric said, the format's really cool. There's, it's kind of a bummer when, you know, somebody starts off an event, a big event like this, and they only go maybe like 50 miles and they have a problem. And, man, if I just had this one little part, and by the time you get to nap or whatnot and you get the thing fixed, you can't make the make it to the finish line. So with this event, if you have a problem like on day one, you can get your vehicle fixed and still compete on day two, um, you you know, and, and get that opportunity to, to not be like, well, I missed out on a whole six-hour-mile race. You might miss out on one day, but – be able to restart the event the next day is kind of a cool format and an idea that also encompasses the event and really makes it very special. So is, is that one's a all vehicles, right? Yeah, absolutely. For car, truck, UTV, bikes, and quads. So everybody will be participating in that. So on day two, you'll start the way you finished the day before, but are you going to do like 30 minutes or 30 second splits or are you going to, 
start them with the delayed time. Yeah, it, it'll be um, they'll be start intervals like at a minute and then thirty seconds or something like that. Um, the delayed time it, it doesn't work because um, you got somebody that's down like three hours. Um, you can't spend all day starting people, so uh, so it'll just be. Right. But you'll but you'll track their time on day one and track their time on day two. Yeah, that's and correct. You'll just together. combine them at the end to figure out the overall overall winner. So the the cool part about that is if you uh, if you climb up in the class like you know like if you're a quad and you're started towards the back and you climb up to you know like fifteenth on the road uh, off of how you finished day one, that's where you'll start on day two. So um, so you don't get pushed all the way to the back, you know. And, you yeah, know, that's, no, it's, that's a, cool. it's a little bit trickier on the cars and trucks because you get a, a fast unlimited truck that might have a problem. You don't want to start them at the very back end, the Jeep speed. So there's some logistics there for us to figure out and to see what's fair. Um, maybe starting you, you know, if you DNF day one at the end of your class or something like that um, is maybe a better fair idea. But, um, you know, there's got to be a safety factor built in as well. And, and you definitely don't want to start. Uh, super fast unlimited vehicle or super fast bike guy at the very tail end. So um, there's, there's, like I say, a few of those details to work out, but the gist of it is, is how you finish on day one is how you will start on day two and then combine times to determine the, the winner. <clears throat> right on. Like a, oh yeah. It'll like be, you know, uh, it'll be one of those events that I think will be talked about for years is, uh, whether you participated or you missed it, if you missed it, you're going to be kicking yourself on the butt for missing it. If you participated, you're going to have some great stories that come out of it and new friendships and, and respect for fellow competitors that you didn't think you would have. So uh, we definitely are excited for that as one of our, you know, uh, flagship events on our calendar. And, um, and I think, again, it'll be one of those events that you don't want to miss. Cool. Very cool, man. So, and then the the there's one more bike bike quad event. Yeah, it'll be in a bike Cedar quad City, UTV correct? Race, uh, Cedar City, Utah. So kind of a new venue. Uh, not a, a lot of off road long distance racing is taking place there. So that's the Dirt Revolution on September 24th through the 26th. And uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. That's another one of those events where. Uh, one of those bucket lists make Baja Nevada and dirt revolution on your bucket list because you won't want to miss those two events. Um, again, Southern Utah is beautiful in September. It's cooler temperatures, um, you know, like 45, 50 in the morning and maybe reach 80 for the daytime high. So it's not, uh, it's not terribly warm and just beautiful country. Um, with all the, the trees and the mountains and the red sand and stuff like that, you just can't, if you haven't had a chance to experience it, Southern Utah, let's put it this way. This is one of those events you definitely need to come to. Cool. That sounds like a blast. And how did you guys come up with, with Cedar city when you were looking for places to race? I mean, I think it's a great idea. I've had, I've actually had a couple of people from, from the Cedar city area say they were super stoked that you guys were coming yeah, over there. Um, so, so we, um, you know, we were just talking about different venues and locations and trying to incorporate some new stuff and, uh, uh, got some family that live in Cedar city. And one of my uncles is a city councilman there. And so he reached out and said, Hey, uh, 
you know, what about bringing one of your events here? And I said, well, well, you know, it's kind of been something we've been talking about. So we went and had an, an early meeting before we released our, our schedule and, and kind of like all the stars aligned to where it really looks like um, it could be a very popular event for, for years to come, not just this year, but for very many years down the road. And one of those places where it could be, um, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to go to Cedar city for this annual event every year. And um, so that's kind of how it all, all sparked. We were just kind of talking about different locations and all those puzzle pieces came together. Cool. Cool. Well, we're really looking forward to, to that and to racing with legacy and we're excited for you for getting this new venture off the ground and uh, hope, hope everything isn't too difficult with all the COVID stuff. You got to, all the hoops you got to jump through, but you're used to dealing with adversity and different, yeah. you know, things thrown at challenges you. so yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh, you know just to, to finish off the calendar uh for the the car truck utvs uh the vt construction battleground uh, december 2nd through the 5th um you know that'll be uh an event that finishes out the year so you'll have three races for the car truck community the four races for the utvs and then the uh three races for the bike quad community so um, that kind of caps off the end of the year um, for us. And uh, we're super excited to have VT Construction on board uh, as the title sponsor for that event. And um, still working out all the details there, but it, it should turn out to be a, a really great event to a, a great closure for the, for the 2021 season. Right on, man. Yeah, it sounds rad. <laughs> yep. Well, very cool. Um. Any other information or anything else you want to throw in here before we yeah, again, uh, call it a night? I just think, uh, <laughs> you know, all these uh, sponsors that have come on board and, uh, you know, lots of people call sponsors and we're kind of calling them um, a little bit different uh, brand partners because we feel like, um, you know, a sponsor gives you something, but sometimes they don't get anything in return. But if you have a brand partner, then. Uh, you're working to build their business and they're working to build your business and you kind of work together and, and elevate each other to the next level. So um, I, I just can't thank um, all these companies real quick uh, for all their support. So, you know, four wheel parts came on board as the title sponsor of our first event, but also as the official off-road retailer, um, Beck sunglasses, Traco racing junk, VT construction, Rugged Radios, Hurling Racing, uh, Hattie Shell, Trophy Light, Vision Canopies, UTV Sports, uh, Trophy Tractor, Turn 2 Productions, Quantum Motorsports, uh, Liquid Molly uh, just came on board, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, um, all the people that are making this possible for you know, our, we have a great reputation, but, um, you know, your first year out, sometimes it's skeptical and whatnot. So all these companies uh, looked at us and said, yeah, we want to be involved and, and help build on a strong foundation that you guys are starting. So uh, we're just super thankful for them. And then, again, the team, the legacy team um, from from everybody, from every aspect, from the volunteer to the staff member to whoever's been there just 
lending a hand this way or that way or whatnot. We just can't thank you enough and, and helping get our dream off the ground and, and becoming part of something that, uh, you know, is, is here to stay for, for many years to come. Yeah, that's, it looks like you got a lot of good people and a lot of, uh, standing behind you. So we're wishing you all the luck and all the success that's out well, there. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys taking time to have us, uh, or let me be on the show and, and represent team legacy. And, uh, again, uh, you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate all the, the work you guys put into getting the word out there about not only, us but the industry itself and making sure people are informed and know what's going on in the sport yeah likewise thank you for all your efforts to host races so that we can all come throw a leg over the bike and have a good yeah, time for sure so and you know uh, uh, we kind of talked we, about that first yeah. event but it, in the live stream but if you've missed it um still up on our facebook you can watch the live stream the coverage is still up there um so that's available to you and also uh, again, we just can't thank everybody for their support and for, for all the help that they've been giving us. So real quick, I got another question on that. Are you going to be live streaming the bike? So the, the Laughlin bike race is not scheduled to be live streamed. Um, however, Baja Nevada is dirt revolution and the VT construction battleground. So those remaining events will get live stream coverage. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah, man. We're, we're super stoked. All right, well, keep up the good work. Keep putting on awesome races, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you in a month or so awesome. down in Austin. Good. And to find out more information on us, just log on to legacyracing.net, and uh, you can click on on that. And if you have questions, you can email at info at legacyracing.net as well. Very cool. Hey, one quick question too. Your you said your registration was open for the the Laughlin. What's the last day that you can sign up? Um, so, can you walk yeah, in you race can, weekend? You can enter on sign race up? weekend. We highly recommend you sign up ahead of time. It just makes your life easier and our life easier. Um, but if you know, if, if the <laughs> night before the race or the before Friday, um, the twenty sixth, you know, the night before that, you're on Thursday night, you're cramming and you go yep i finally got my bike together come sign up on the 26th um there's no penalty for signing up on race uh, on the day before the event and uh come participate okay very cool good deal man yeah well we appreciate you and uh thanks Uh, for coming on the show all right buddy we'll catch you in a few weeks okay all right see ya thank you bud bye all right, tip of the show. Whoop, whoop. Shift up a gear. Um, That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so tip of the show tonight is on gaining speed, improving your speed um, in the desert. So one thing that I would like to touch on is depending on the sections that you're riding, a lot of times a rider will um, will be in a, a gear lower than maybe they should be in. And what I mean by this, to, to give an example, um, 
say you're riding a section of single track and it's through the trees tight weaving back and forth single track and uh, you might be in you know second gear um, hard on the gas out of the corners uh, really working to, to get through that section and um, it's tight it's technical so second gear seems like a good option but what can happen if you shift up to third is instead of ripping out of every corner you're going to be a little bit higher um, well you're going to be a higher gear and so you're going to be a little bit higher overall speed and you won't be as ripping and, and grabby more you'll be more smooth um, and so I like to practice running I guess you could call it a gear high some guys call it run a gear high but basically shift up a gear and see if you can run that section one gear higher than what you're normally used to or what your comfort level is and practice that and uh, see if you can't do it a little more with a little more smooth um, roll-on power in in third versus second so that's what I mean so um, shift up a gear try to ride a gear high your bike may even be a little bit luggy or or um, you know not quite as hard-hitting low-end torque but more of a, a higher speed um, so try that shift up a gear and, and see if you can get through those sections that you're normally riding in you know second or third shift up to third or fourth try that out um, and see if that doesn't improve your your speed through that section so practice that test that that's my tip of the show brought to you by our sponsor throw me a bone those guys make um, organic antler chews for your dog and uh, pets love them Get your get your dog an antler chew at Throw Me a Bone. Um, from Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com. All right, guys, that's your tip of the show tonight, and we'll get back into the rest of the show. Thanks. Hey guys, you got a dog? Go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com and check out their offering of fresh antler chews. Your dogs will love them. They're all natural and good, good for your dog's health. Give that pup something to do, let them chew on an antler, and uh, they'll love you. So go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com, enter the promo code OFFROAD. The first five people to order will get a 5% discount and a $10 Rocky Mountain ATV gift card. So hurry quick, promo won't last. Go check them out, theantlerchew.com. It is now that time of the show for race date segments brought to you by Recreation Tire. Make sure you go over and check them out at rectires.com. Show them some love. Anyways, for our race dates, January 23rd, Moran, Crater Flats, round one, which is up by Beatty, Nevada. January 23rd and 24th, National Heron Hound. It is in Lucerne Valley and is their round one. January 22nd through the 24th is Works, and that has been changed to Lake Havasu, Arizona, round one. And 
Let's see, January 24th at Glen Helen Raceway is the SRA GP. That is their round one. And dee 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 hot off the press. January 30th, um, the USRA Mesquite Race at uh, has been canceled. That round one has been canceled. Um, and on that note, guys, we are still in a, I want to say stupid, <laughs> a pandemic. So if you guys are planning on going to race, make sure you're paying attention to to the series websites there has been some changes and some cancellations for instance works had to run over to lake havasu and now the usra round one is canceled um it's due to getting permits and having large crowds and just just pay attention maybe write your race dates on your calendar in pencil so you can erase them uh it's very unfortunate we can get into a whole subject on that, but that's a whole different podcast. So, but yeah, there's a lot of potential for races to change dates yeah. or be canceled this year. So, unfortunately, pay attention. Yep, yep. So, anyways, um, oh, and also January 31st, uh, location to be announced. It's the Sorks, and that's their round seven. That's over in Georgia. Anyways, um, this has been your race date segment brought to you by Rack Tires. See you at the races. And now, the tip of the show is brought to you by our good buddy Nate Adams from Recreation Tire. Nate has given us a promo code to pass on to you, our listeners. Go to Recreation Tires or RecTires.com and with every order you receive, a 10% off it's that simple just type in the promo code desert dirt biker that's it type in desert dirt biker with your order to receive 10 percent off thanks rec tires we'll be back in just a few with tip of the show hey guys let me tell you about blood lubricants blood lubricants is a premium racing oil designed for your race machine jeff green and the guys have developed 100 percent synthetic racing oil with amazing oxidation resistance, better than other leading oils by up to four times. That results in reduced engine temps, smoother clutching, better protection against engine and transmission wear. This stuff's awesome. We ran it in our 2020 Best in the Desert racing bike. We ran the Blood Pro Elite oil, and uh, this stuff's awesome. It doesn't break down like other oils that I've used. When you drain the oil, it's still thick has good viscosity and it's not broke down like water go check it out at bloodlubricants.com they have several different blends they've got pro series pro elite series and an ultra premium blend of scorpion blood they have four stroke oil two stroke oil side by side oil chain lube and more it's 100 percent made in the usa and 100 percent works we won our 2020 best in desert championship with it Run this oil in your bike. It was made to win. For a discount code, check them out at bloodlubricants.com. Get 25% using the promo code DIRT. All right, guys, we're coming to the close of our episode 35. Again, wow, 
can't thank you listeners and everybody enough for tuning in, listening, spreading the word. Keep that going. We appreciate that. And uh, 35 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. We're happy to keep doing it. It's what we love. You know, it's what we do. It's part of our lives. And uh, so we're just trying to keep it real and, and keep it enjoyable, good content for you guys, hopefully, and keep our guests rolling in. So uh, please give us some, some ideas for guests that you'd like to to see on the show or hear on the show, and we'll try and do our best to make it happen. But. Or some race dates. If you have some race dates that we're not mentioning, fill us in. Yeah, if there's a series that you guys are chasing or that you're following um, and we're, we don't have it on our race date schedule, let us know. We'll look it up and get those race dates for the season. And you never know, we may just show up and go play with it. Heck yeah. I know Ashley and I went all the way up to Wyoming and hit Wara last year, and we didn't know nothing about it until one of our listeners. Have dirt bike, we'll travel. Yeah. (laughs) And dirt bikes take you all over the place, I'll tell you what. That's great. So this last weekend we had a few races. Let's talk about the NGPC results a little bit. So coming in first overall, Dante Oliveira. Dude's wow. on a mission, man. He's yeah. he's on it. He was the 2020 champ on a KTM. So, good job, buddy. You're you're on the gas. And coming up second on the podium was Cole Martinez, and in 2020 he placed third overall. So he's off to a really good start. It looks like they got some good competition going on. Uh, and he's on a Monster Energy SLR Honda. Very cool. Yep. Riding for Mark Samuels. Yeah. Um, those guys got a solid program, as does the factory KTM boys. So, yeah, it'll be a battle, I'm sure, throughout and the season. Of, and speaking of Mark, sorry to interrupt you, but he said he wants to come on our show in the future, so we will be having him one day. Cool. Yeah, let's make pretty, that happen. Pretty Mark's, excited about that. Mark's awesome. He's got a lot of history in both moto and, and off-road all kinds of off-road stuff, so we'll have to get him on soon. Yeah. And then topping off the podium in the number three spot is Justin Hoft. And uh, he only raced one NGPC race last year, and he came in 18th for the year for only racing one year, so that's pretty good. And now hopefully he keeps it up because... Uh, um, he finished third this this race, yeah, he got so third. that's pretty awesome. I don't know. Did he finish seventeenth or eighteenth last year, Ashley? Finished overall in the year seventeenth, eighteenth in the race. Oh, okay. So he he over he got eighteenth in the race, but seventeenth for the year. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So come back, and this year he's third overall. That's pretty good. So. He's been doing some training. Yeah, he's been working. And he's running a Husky, so good job, you guys. And uh, can't wait to see you guys' results for the next round. And uh, anyways, um, what else? Get um, in your fantasy picks. Yeah, don't forget uh, about that. Keep up on that. If you miss a week, you're going to lose a lot of points. So keep up on that. Keep getting your bike dialed in for this season, and hopefully you guys will – uh, do well in the series that you're chasing or riding or uh, if you're just trail riding have a good time man get yeah. out and ride yeah 
Again, our website's coming soon. Uh, we've got a logo. We might do a little bit more changes on that, but once we finalize and get that going, we're going to make some swag and some t-shirts. We're going to order some t-shirts. Maybe you guys can order some or we'll throw them out as prizes or something. Yeah, we'll work on that. So we're excited about that. Get our name out there even more. What else, Eric? Uh, Supercross, ran races weekend, works races weekend, or this coming weekends. So be safe out there. Again, we're going to thank Donald with uh, the new Legacy program. Um, dude, it's got some cool things coming up. That that mini Baja or little Baja or whatever you Nevada, call it. Baja Nevada. Baja Nevada. Yep. That sounds pretty cool. And then I was reading the schedule and stuff, and I didn't even realize it was Cedar until we talked to him earlier tonight. And I'm excited about that one. All three of his dirt bike races are going to be pretty epic. I mean, Laughlin coming back from the old Laughlin days. Sounds like they're going to be running a bunch of single track. I mean, going through the since when do you race best in the desert and it's tight and technical? I mean, usually it's fast, open super fast ripping so that one's going to be really fun it'll test <clears throat> test the skills of all around skills of guys you know and then uh going into the the baja nevada i mean that one's one that i'm really excited about i think the format the distance i mean lo longest off-road race in america at you know current off-road race in america 600 miles plus Hopefully so, we can keep these scheduled and keep them going. <laughs> yeah, so going to be pretty awesome. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Best in the Desert series. We're going to race that as well. Um, Do you have any idea where they'd be racing over in Cedar? I didn't ask him that, but I so I think it's um, I think it's kind of on the northwest okay. side of town. So from here, if you're going in. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be up on that north. Kind of Iron Mine Mountain that's, kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I don't didn't. think they've ever had an off-road race over there, have they? Not that I'm aware of, no. So, so this I, might be, so they're, they're doing a lot of first. I know cool. my buddies over in Cedar City were pretty excited, said they were stoked to have one coming over there and they were going to be racing it. So pretty awesome. Um, look them up, check them out, Legacy Racing. Dot net. Dot net. Go yeah. check those guys out. Sign up for one. Get a team going or just solo it. Iron Man it. They got all kinds of classes. Um, they also have on their website. Youth classes for the kids. Yeah, so. that's another big one. The that's kids. awesome, dude. Yeah, so cool. So if you have questions, they also had the, the link on their website, but I think it's at info at legacyracing.net or something like that or dot com. Um, it's on their website, so check that out. Um, awesome, Donald. Um, thanks for coming on the show. And to all you listeners, thanks a lot. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, um, our sponsors. Another big shout-out and thank you to our sponsors. Uh, want to thank Throw Me a Bone, the AntlerChew.com, Recreation Tires, RecTires.com, or blood lubricants, bloodlubricants.com. Eric was telling me. B-L-U-D. Yeah, blood. B blood. B-L-U-D. Eric was telling me, he talked to the guy from Blood the other day on the phone about some some oils and stuff. And Eric has told me he's talked to him a few times. And guy sounds like a pretty cool dude from 
what Eric's talking about. Yeah, Jeff's about. awesome over there at Blood Jeff. Lubricants. I, I spoke with him a couple of times. Um, very, He's very helpful. He's willing to answer any questions you have. Uh, there's there's great product reviews of his stuff on on the Blood website. But I can attest personally to the to the quality of that oil and his program shows. I mean, he's got like, I think, 30 Supercross riders that are using his oil this year. Yeah. Um, his his program's expanding quickly. He likes to support the sport. He'll give you a discount. Check him out. You can use our discount, um, discount code DIRT, and uh, go get some oil there. Tell him you heard about us, heard about them from us on the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. Yeah, that helps us, helps this thing keep rolling. But uh, but they they are they have really good quality oil and uh, stuff that I highly recommend if you're racing, you're, especially if you're racing long distance dirt durability type races like we are with Best in the Desert, Legacy, Baja. Um, you need something that's not going to break down. You need something that's going to protect your engine and, and keep you from getting motor failures. Yeah, you and, won a championship uh, on that oil for crying out loud. So. Yeah, we did. We won our best in the desert championship last year using it, and uh, we came off of some other um, good oils and switched to that off of off of sheer um, recommendation, and we ended up really, really liking it. So... We we reached out and ended up working with Jeff this year to to help us out for this season. But um, we used his oil before we were sponsored by him and and uh, sold 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 sold, sold us on the product because it's it is good. So go check that out again. Order some tires, order some parts, hard parts, uh, gear from Nate over at RecTires.com another awesome dude um he's local to this area and we really like to support our local shops and and he's he stepped up and uh been willing to sponsor the show from pretty much the beginning mm -hmm. and uh, he came to us yep he came to us and, and really wanted to to do something to help to give back to the sport and Anyway, really good dude. Go order a set of tires from him. He's got some good deals online. Um, he's got a website. You can get on there and order anything you need, yep. and he'll get it shipped right to you. He's quick, so check him out. Yeah, and remember, in, if you're in our group and you get all your picks right in one week, you get a Rec Tires t-shirt. Compliments of Nate and Rec Tires, so very cool. Well, we got anything else? Ashley, you got anything to add? Uh-uh. Ready to go racing this weekend? Uh-uh. <laughs> we, uh, Ashley and I actually went on a ride today working on some ground shaker course. So nice. we, did, we did it quick because we had to come and do this a little earlier than we normally do. So we cut it short, but we're out there GPSing and finding our way for our race in April. So that's getting underway. Had fun. Still snow on the ground. No dust. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. Although, Where were you? huh? Where were you? Oh, I fell down. <laughs> I uh, landed on my broken wrist. It hurt, but it's not broken. Anyway, only the third time back on the bike since I broke my arm, so it was fun. Good deal. So, anyways, thank you for joining us. We will see you at the races. Yeah, we'll see you next week.
Whoop, whoop. Catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Desert Dirt Biker. Make sure you tune in next time.